We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Suck It. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck is everybody tonight on this Thursday, November 19th of the horrible year that has been 2020. Woo! You know, we're one week away from Thanksgiving. You know, a little bit more than a month away from, you know, Christmas. And then the end of the year is right around the corner. Man, this is crazy fucking shit. And this year has gone by so fast. I, I just can't even, can't even. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you know what, between what we got going on here on the show, you know, talking music, talking entertainment, talking, you know, a little bit of everything, and, you know, we're trying to get you through the rest of the year with a happy, happy dose of laughter and everything else in between. So, you know, we'll kind of go from there and we'll have a little bit of fun in the process. And definitely, 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 definitely don't forget November, excuse me, December 11th. 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West, our charity concert for Toys for Tots, which is going to be a huge, massive event. Right now, we've got about 14 or 15 bands booked, probably about 12 comedians. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be in-fucking-sane. And I should release that information sometime next week on what everything is going on with that. So... But it's going to be an amazing night raising money for Toys for Tots. And that's what we're all about here. You know, know, awareness, you know, advocacy, music, entertainment, a little bit of everything. And that's why we're unlike any other fucking show out there. And I appreciate that. But tonight we have a special show for you tonight because... You know, not only is the band that I'm bringing on to you just fucking badasses out of L- um, out of the the Bay Area in California, um, but you know what? They just released a song today, or not today, but they released a song and a video. I think it was about a week ago called Bipolar, which fucking fits in right fucking here. So we'll talk to them, and we'll talk a lot more, you know, and all that other good stuff with the guys from. The Happies. Please welcome them to the show. Yeah, unmute yourself, guys. Come on. You can do this. Come on. What's, up? <laughs> What's going on? Hello. fucking crazy, man. How the fuck are you guys? Good. <laughs> Great, man. Good. We got some dogs here, and right now it's just me and Petty. Yeah, and we're right. going to have the rest of the band here. But, yeah, man, we're stoked to be talking to you and uh, stoked to be talking to someone in a... Virginia, man, on the other side of uh, the U.S., man, that's what we like. We're like, like, kind of spreading it out across the U.S. So, yeah, yeah. we're on. So, what's up, bro? Good to see you, man. Sorry about that. There's Sanchez. This is Alex. What's going on? This is Brett Brazil. 
and uh, it's Ben, and I'm a singer, guitarist, uh, bassist, singer, lead guitarist, backup singer, drummer, backup singer. So, fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, know that's a lot. To... You no, know, no, I'm, I'm just saying it's fantastic that I have all you guys here with us tonight. You know. <laughs> What's up, brother? How are we doing? You know what? I could not be better. You know. You know, I live 45 minutes outside of D.C. where all the bullshit's happening. So, you know what? I get to sit back and watch the chaos ensue and just watch the bullshit happen, you know? Better stay hunkered down over there, man. Oh, my Uh, God. I mean, I... You look like a a fucking grizzly, man. I think you can handle your shit. (laughs) But you know what? Not even even my 6'1", 250-pound, you know frame was going to go anywhere near dc at this moment in time Fuck <laughs> that. i feel you i feel you bro not even buy weed will i go to fucking dc all right <laughs> so anyway so how's everything going for you guys it's good man we've been uh we've been keeping busy we've been doing uh some shows and they're kind of like auction type shows where they're like out you know and like everyone's like spread out in a little square and type thing and we're doing a lot of, um, we're working on a, a new album and we're going to release a couple of singles and, uh, it's a uh, mental health, uh, base. So it's like, uh, for a lot of these things, like, uh, we had talked a little before, but, um, with some of that, like, I kind of think if you're like in the, in the spotlight and shit, you should kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit. So like, I, I try to touch on the mental health shit that I had growing up and kind of just, you know what I mean? The same way other people do it with other topics and try to make it less like taboo taboo and, and shit. Yeah. yeah just trying to make like ADD or like, you know, the friend who's bipolar writing a song from their perspective or writing a song from like, you know, I'm not going to do every single mental health thing, but I'm going <laughs> to do the ones that pertain the most that I saw growing up. And, shit, you know? and it's also good to get that conversation going, especially right now. Everyone's locked inside. There's a lot of, stuff happening in the world you know and um it's really important to get out and talk about it and address it and know that it's fine and you can move forward yeah i mean right now suicide rates are higher than they ever have been you know um you know people are just you know down and depressed i mean it's 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 the worst it's ever has been i mean straight up it's crazy you know as someone who deals with bipolar myself um also i deal with ptsd and extreme anxiety you know it's you know it's guys like you that are raising awareness that really you know bring a light to my eye you know whether it's you know you guys um same thing with nothing more you know or um falling in reverse or uh, bad flower you know all these songs that have been released in the last couple of years about suicide and depression and all this other stuff is you know so fucking badass you yeah, know man. i mean i have a personal experience with the, um, the song ghost from bad flower um that was, song was released you know what was it you know summer of 2018 ish and um if it wasn't for that song coming on in a certain moment in time, I would have, you know, ended up committing suicide. It was my literally came on just as I was fucking in the process of getting ready to do it. And it's, you know, that song saved my life and, you know, a lot of different things, but like, you know, that whole awareness bullshit is exactly what, you know, this show is about, you know, the whole idea behind suck it. I told you, I would tell you this, but um, the reason why I call my show suck it is because as a kid, even as a teenager and even into my 20s, I was always told to suck it up when I was dealing with my mental health and depression issues. Well, my response to them is suck it. 
So never tell me to suck it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Never tell me to suck it up. You, you you go and suck it because you don't know what the hell I'm dealing with. I can't just yeah, suck yeah. it up and move on. So fuck you. I'm done. You know, this is how we're going to deal with it. You know? Dude, and, awesome. and big props on you for, you know, doing that and, and taking your voice and, and the position where you were at and making something like making it, you know, positive, making it yeah. positive and, and trying to just, you know, build, build people around you up. Oh, absolutely. Really I mean, that's the whole idea behind this show. I mean, yeah, we talk music. Yes, I talk entertainment and actors and actresses and everything else in between. Um, but still, at the, at the end of the day, the central theme, even though I know, might not talk about it every day, is mental health awareness. Because I want people to come to my show and know that they're not alone. I want people to come to my show and even though I didn't talk about it that day, they still know that I deal with depression and anxiety and I can come on here every day and talk to famous people or indie people or whatever the case might be and have a normal conversation, a normal life and let them realize that they're not alone and they can handle it too. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I can't think of anything better to do like with, with mental health than uh, to raise awareness. And uh, a lot more people suffer from it than even actually will realize it. Yeah, I was on I, I was on lithium before and I did all the blood tests and all that shit, you know, and um, I think I like the conclusion I came to was like I had like anxiety and I had this depression thing that um, and I, I'll, I'm speaking about it, even though, like, you know, I, I don't want to, but it was like a genetic thing that came down where, you know, like certain people in my family, they'd be in a room for a couple of days, like dark ass room, you know. And then they, it would take them a couple of days to get out and uh, just kind of under a blanket and shit, you know. And for me, um, I think that I felt bipolar because when I would get out of the depression and, and face some shit, I felt really good. So I felt like this up and down type of thing. And uh, I really think like these are weird times where like shit's really cool and inspiring. And then, like you said, um, you know, people are really struggling to hold on to their sanity and shit and they're getting really depressed. So I think that like the video and stuff was kind of a way of like trying to exhibit um, that vibe and like, but like not too heavy because, you know, like happy. Well, we're the the happies and just like people got a lot of shit to deal with, you know, like upstairs or whatever, like whether they're working a nine to five or whether they're musicians, it's just, it's, um, you know, it's, it's weird times. It's, it's like you said, man, it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest time I've ever seen. And I think it'll be a really cool thing when we're out of it for a while. But, um, as of now, it's an up and down. It is. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, in the coming months, hopefully this vaccine does something or the two different (laughs) vaccines that we have, um, you know, one from Pfizer and one from Moderna, one's 95% effective, one's 90%. But at the same time, I I don't know how effective it's really going to be in the mass population. Um, So, you know, I'm kind of hesitant with it. But at the (laughs) same time, it's a it's a hope. It's a you know, it's a you know, because, you know, I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. And if, yeah. I turn, if I turn weird and mutant or some shit, then I'll, right, I'll, I'll just, just do the government. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll just monitor you and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm saying. That's the first wave people. Yeah. Let's see how they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It would be a huge lawsuit if uh, I, I like I, I do have faith that um, the vaccine would be all right. That's me personally. Like, I'm not speaking for the band or whatever, but I think I think it would be fine. I mean, 
Essentially, it seems like a cold medicine or a flu. You get a little bit of the flu, and you yeah, it's just like a flu. really serious cold yeah. medicine. Dude. It's like Nyquil. Yeah, Nyquil CV, dude. Yeah, Ni- it's uh, Nyquil cold and Corona. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Nyquil nineteen. Chug a couple bottles. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. But with all seriousness, with the vaccine, let us like, know. Like Please. <laughs> Dude, let me ask you something. What was your impression when you first saw the bipolar video? You know, coming from your background, I mean, was it, it like inspiring? Yeah, what, did you, was it, it, what did you interpret yeah. it? Yeah. So I had to listen and watch the video three times. Nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, because a couple different reasons. I wasn't expecting the type of music that it was. Um, I wasn't expecting that that punk sound. Um. So that was kind of kind of threw me for a loop. So I had to kind of pay attention to it, because um, I'm I'm the metal guy. I'm the hard rock, you know, metal guy, and um, yeah, so that kind of threw me off. And then you know the the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, this was a great jam song. Where's the message? And I had to listen to it again. Then it's like a third time to actually get that message. Hold on one oh. second. You need my keys to get the mail. Yeah. Well, come get them. Say hi to the world. You <laughs> <laughs> can't help him get his keys. Um, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. Oh, so once I got, once I listened to the song the third time, I got, um, you know, I really kind of got the message. Because um, at first I was like, you know, you know, the line, you know, they call me bipolar, whatever, whatever, however it goes. You know, yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, are is he saying that he is or is he just saying that everybody thinks he is? So then I, once I listened to it again and again, I was like, okay, got it. And it really hit me that third time. Nice. Um, That's how I am with a lot of music too. Like, I don't really uh, like it, some music. Until you take different time. pieces away each every time, time, right? Like, yeah, every yeah, time so- I did. And then, it, you know, I mean, let's look at it. I mean, let's just, since we're talking, you know, um, mental health, you know, yeah. let's look at that same, um, another mental health song that came out in December of last year, which is one of the biggest hits of the year which was uh, Falling Green versus Popular Monster. The first time I heard that song was, you know, obviously Ronnie Radke loves to rap and, you know, all this other shit. And I, at first, I didn't like the song. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then yeah. after like the seventh or eighth time, I finally said, oh my case, obviously people are loving this song. What am I not getting? And I sat down and I actually listened to it. And I'm like, holy shit. And then because of that song, I went back and I listened to the whole catalog of shit. Um, I still can't stand Ronnie Radke, but I love falling in reverse. <laughs> um, but uh, so, I mean, it, that happens sometimes. And, you know, that happens with any song, but I just kind of use that as another comparison. But, you know, it, that whole understanding the message, because you can enjoy the music, you can enjoy all that other stuff. But if you're listening for the message behind it, then it takes you that couple times to really kind of find that meaning for yourself, because it can mean four different things to the four of y'all and then means something completely different to me so yeah. you know it took me it took me those three times to really kind of really start vibing and really get the point of it and let me tell you what that third time really really hit me thank you man right on, thank man. you man yeah and again yeah i uh, have a lot of friends who uh had bipolar and stuff and then i grew up you know um i was uh had an opiate addiction and so in recovery, like you find a lot of bipolarity uh, from the opiate addiction and all that. And I was finding a lot of like, uh, just my friends that had bipolar. And 
some of them struggle more with it and to this day some of them don't really struggle at all they take the med it works um but yeah man it was um i wrote the song too quite quite a while ago like uh, a long time ago i want to say like 2011 i started kind of the foundation of the song and then uh my homie dana wrote the two voices in the head part we i had a b part and an a part and uh, he just ha he wanted to put this thing out or whatever and, and have a, a C part. And to me, like two voices in my head, to me, that was kind of like more like schizophrenia per se. Like the way, yeah. like when I thought I was bipolar, it was more of like a vibe. It wasn't like seeing something. It was more of like a internal like crash and an, an internal like mania and all that. So, um, but it just, it sounded cool, man. It was 50s and I know he had struggled with mental health and, and a lot of shit so um yeah like i i just want to give credit where credit due too to the homie who came up with that one part too but yeah kind of like nirvana's empty yeah. yeah what about it what about you heard that you know, the MTV Unplugged? They're, they're funny because <laughs> I love, dude, I fucking love Nirvana Unplugged. It's like my favorite album. Anytime ever. we play a song and he's trying to explain to us how to play it, he's like, it's like on MTV It's like about a girl. Or, yeah, or, yeah, he's, he's like, like, it's like, like recording the album and he's like, the producer's like, so what sound are we going for here? He's like, yeah, so MTV Unplugged Nirvana that set. <laughs> I, like, I like a lot of Nirvana shit, man. Uh, I did, I did one time I got to see uh, Kurt Cobain's uh, bedroom one time over in uh, Aberdeen, Washington. Washington. Yeah. And I was like, I met his uncle. Yeah, yeah. I met his uncle. I was over uh, his house is for sale. We grew up in, and I was, I was like smoking a dupe and like you know taking a picture in front of it on the porch. And then the uncle comes up in a black Corvette. Shout out Clark. And uh, he fucking uh, so you want to come in? And I was like, fuck yeah. I wanna come in. <laughs> <laughs> um, sick, you want to hear something uh, fucked up that you're not gonna like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not like Nirvana. Yeah, man. Some people, some people don't like Nirvana, man. Some people don't like Nirvana. Like, I, it's the same with like uh, some metal. I, I can't stand some metal. I think is really dope, but I'm the same way. Like, yeah. Metal is like for me was always that shit to wake up when I was just fucking not feeling getting up or life in general. <laughs> like, it was that shit to inspire me to get my ass up and fucking get moving and shit. Yeah, I was just never the biggest Nirvana guy. I mean, I was more of a Pearl Jam guy. But yeah, at the same say. time, I was never really into the whole grunge movement. Um, yeah, a you lot know, of them weren't even into it. Yeah, like yeah I mean, was, not like, even like Soundgarden was considered grunge. And that, I didn't really consider them grunge. They were more progressive metal or... Grunge either, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were more progressive than anything. Um, mm -hmm. But like... I, I was more of a Pearl Jam guy, but even then, only 10 and Anthology were my, my things that I liked. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't go back and listen to this Dinosaur and all that other shit that they did in the late 90s, early 2000s. No, yeah, it's I just like those two albums were good to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but I've always been, like I said, the, the metal hard rock guy. And for me, yeah. there's only like, and the thing about it is like with metal, you know, there's so many sub-genres of metal and so many sub-genres of rock and so many sub-genres of punk and all this other shit. Yeah. And it's like, you can't keep it all straight. And some of it's absolute garbage, like you were saying, and yeah. some of it's fantastic. And, you know, I just consider myself just a hard rock guy. You know, if it's yeah. hard and heavy, that's all I give a shit about. You know, yeah. 
if, um, plus I also like, you know, I like to have a melody, you know, that's that, you know, having a little bit of a melodic tone to it, you know, makes it worthwhile. Like some of that death metal and death core stuff. It's like, I know don't want anything to do with that. Um, but you know, I mean, if it has that tone and it makes me feel a certain way, you know, I'll listen to it all day long. I mean, my, my taste in rock goes from, you know, Avenged Sevenfold and Volbeat to Ginger and, you know, Knocked Loose to fucking um, Paramore. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, even though Paramore, I I consider like a guilty pleasure um, just because Haley Williams is so fucking hot. Um, (laughs) That's every punk kid's dream when you're like, you know, 17, 18 or... I mean, the first time I ever heard the song Crush, 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 I was like, oh, my God, okay. And then I went and saw the video for it. I'm like, okay, I'm in love with this chick. This is it. <laughs> no, 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 Paramore. Uh, Paramore. No, uh, Hailstorm is Lizzie Hale, and she's another yeah. fucking gorgeous human being, too. Dope, man. Um, and, 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 hot, man. My girlfriend went like this, but they're all fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's the thing about metal and rock. Every single front woman or, um, you know, even bass player or whatever, we just have fucking gorgeous ass women in this fucking genre. Whether it's, you know, Haley, you know, Haley Williams from Paramore or, or Lizzie Hale, like we just said, or Maria Brink from In This Moment or Tatiana from Ginger or. Fuck it. I mean, even Joan Jett has w- aged well. I mean, she looks yeah. fucking great in her 50s. I mean, so yeah, we have some great... Fu- I mean, even fucking Stevie Nicks. That chick has done so much fucking coke, she has a hole in her nose, but she still looks fucking yeah. gorgeous for her age. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we just, I, I think that's one of the great things about rock is we have some beautiful women that are powerful, strong women, too. That will yeah. knock you the fuck out and tell you like yeah. it is. You know, yeah. I love that about this genre. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. And I yeah. actually find myself listening to more female-driven bands than male-driven bands <laughs> these days. I like a lot of indie shit. Like, uh, like I don't know. If, uh, you may have, like, Blonde Redhead. Have you ever heard of Blonde Redhead? And, like, yes. I, there's, some, like, weird kind of, like, uh, I like... Uh, I don't know. What are some like fronted uh, female bands you? Dude, you four non blondes. I was on a four yeah. non blondes kick. Our manager it. worked with them. Really? Uh huh. That's pretty sad. He has a really I mean, it's like randomly, dude, look. my girlfriend was listening to one song, and I was like, I wonder what their other shit sounds like, you know, and just delved into it. Yeah, I've done that before too. I haven't done it in a while, but they're they were really good back in the day. But and it's too bad they only were only known for that one song. Um, yeah. What the hell was the name of that song anyway? Um, what's going on, or it was something else, right? Oh, yeah, what's going on? You ever hear that shit live, man? She's fucking going in like, ah, dude, the cranberries, cranberries were legends, man. Oh my god, when when Dolores passed away, what was it, 2018? Dude, I was broken up about it, but what what got me even more was the whole I don't know if you guys are aware, um. But like during that whole ordeal, that you know the Bad Wolves released that cover of of yeah, and do you know the whole ordeal behind that? No. Uh, so the day that they were going in to record, um, that song with her, she had passed away. 
Whoa. Oh, yeah. So Tommy Vexed and the rest of ba um, uh, Bad Wolves and even Zoltan, from, uh, who's their manager from Five Finger Death Punch, was like, guys, I don't know if we should still do this. Um, but they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, anyway, we'll dedicate it to her and all the profits from this single release. We'll go ahead and give it to her family. That's, that's, I think, always the way to go, man. You yeah. Know what I mean? because... So when that shit hit the fucking airwaves... Dude, that shit hit me hard. And yeah. then two weeks ago, watching fucking Miley Cyrus do that fucking cover of it. I don't know if you've yeah. seen oh, that no. yet. Oh, my God. Was it good? Whiskey. Yeah, it was sick, bro. Oh, it was, my. It was, it was one of the yeah, best things. I mean, Miley Cyrus, I had no idea, you know, what she was capable oh. of. But I, I saw last year at um, Glastonbury Festival, she did a cover of uh, Nothing Else Matters. From Metallica, yeah. and I was impressed yeah. by that. Yeah. And then, Classic. yeah, yeah, and then, then she just did Zombie two weeks ago for the uh, the Whiskey a Go Go um, charity yeah. event, and I was yeah, blown was away sick. by that. And I found out later um, that right now she's in the process of making a Metallica's covers album. Really? Yeah, sick. Dead serious. This chick is converting. I got to work for Metallica for a tiny bit, packaging their She's books like and shit. Clubs. Like, because uh, they're in the Bay Area, and uh, actually, uh, James Hetfield had lived in Novato down the street from me growing up and shit. And uh, I had no idea, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't you don't really understand. But um, my uh, my boy Jordan was a huge metalhead and shit, and uh, and uh, he liked more like Pantera and uh, I'm trying to think like Opeth and Dream Theater and shit like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just cool to think, you know, like. Uh, Hetfield, this fucking metal guy was in Marin, you know? <laughs> it was this crazy shit. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, Miley Cyrus is dope. She got a surgery on her throat, <laughs> too, which I thought was kind of crazy. What is that called when they, uh, like, tear the, their vocal cords? No, the or... folds are all beat in their throat, so they got to, like, stitch it to make them. It's a thing, dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had yeah, heard of that. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, just some, it's some real shit. Secret. Well, no. um, Matt Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold had the same surgery. Yeah, yeah, I heard about um, that. And then oh, okay. um, Matt Heafy from Trivium had the same surgery as well. Um, yeah, because they've all blown out their fucking vocal cords from... Yeah, yeah. talking a lot, too, if you're coked up after singing a lot, your shit just... <laughs> <fucking up. laughs> Smoking, too, all that combined is just horrible, dude. Yeah. It, that's why I'm quiet. That's, yeah. why, that's why I'm quiet, bro. I just, like, I want my fucking shit to sound good, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, Nothing wrong know. with that. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, coke, bro. You just thing get thing that, like, and it's just rap. Sometimes I'm quiet, bro. Sometimes I'm pretty quiet. It kind of sounds like sometimes. I mean, you know, back in the '80s and '90s, everyone aspired to be just like, uh, you know, Axl Rose. But nowadays, yeah. you know, nobody wants to be that guy who, you know, yeah. who who leaves a concert right in the middle of a show, goes to the back, lights up a cigarette, snorts a line of coke. Starts drinking wine and looks at his everybody and goes, "Yeah, my throat hurts." <laughs> what, what the fuck do you expect? <laughs> I heard that story. I heard that. What do you think about uh? That was the Canada up, story. Yeah. You you ever get into Shannon Hoon at all from Blind Melon? That guy he grew yes. up with uh, Axl Rose and shit and yeah. uh in that town Indianapolis, right? Or no, no, I mean uh Indiana, right? Indiana, 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 yeah. There's only like a thousand people yeah. in that town though, bro, and then. Blind Melon got kind of big from like fucking um, Jin and Hoon's uh, sister knew Axl Rose. So they already had this kind uh, of like, they had a fucking kind of uh, 
a foot in the door, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but I, I've been getting into like uh blind melon, the original shit a lot. I really thought uh, Shannon who was kind of gone too soon. And uh, so rest in peace to the homie. I mean, there were so many that were gone too soon. Know, you know, yeah. whether it's Shannon Hoon or the guy from uh, Sublime. Um, uh, we know, yeah. Yeah, and or the other guy from uh, Spit. Um, or excuse me, not Spit, Snot, from Snot, um, who died in the early 2000s as well. Um, I mean, there's been so many just that are gone too soon. I mean. Yeah, it's fucked, man. And it's hard to tell where, uh, like, not, not getting too into it, but just like where the drug shit or it's a suicide, like, we, we, I don't know, but, but pretty much, yeah, it's, it's just a weird thing. A lot of it is, uh, fentanyl is killing people like crazy. Fentanyl killed Prince and Tom Petty and fucking, uh, uh, the Cranberry Singer yep. and all those rappers, little Zan, like the list, dude, it goes on and on. Fentanyl is a horrible drug. Um, that's really dangerous if it's like, and they put it in pills. So these kids are taking what they think is Xanax. And then they're high as fuck, and they're like, I'm about to die. And that type of shit has happened way too much. It's yep. way stronger than heroin. It's like 100 times stronger than fucking heroin. Yeah. So well, it's like you don't even have a chance yeah, so. to get resuscitated uh, or whatever, you know, unless you have like 10 things of Narcan. So. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the two that, that killed me the most were, um, as far as too soon, was Michael yeah. Jackson and, yeah. and Prince. Because yeah, um, those Prince two were like, my... You know, gateway to music in general. Yeah. You know, the first song I ever remember listening to as a kid was Thriller. Um, yeah. And then I heard, next thing I know, I'm listening to this song called Purple Rain. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, and I'm seeing this dude in a purple fucking, you know, suit with ruffles and hot chicks looking like a fucking pirate up on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then that transitioned into Metallica for me. So it's right. like, you know... You know, those three right there are like my meccas of like, you know, stuff like that. And they're the bar to reach um, as far as, you know, musically goes. And I think there's only been one band in my generation that has reached that. And that would be Event Sevenfold. Um, yeah. Dude, they crush it. I was obsessed. I love them. The yeah. first four albums were like. Oh, my, like, absolutely. Band. I mean, to be totally honest with you, Event Sevenfold is my favorite band of all time. Um, I actually have a death bat tattoo with, um, oh, yeah, really? yeah I do. <laughs> and then I also, but I also have the, uh, um, for Jimmy, the Rev Sullivan, I have the forever, you know, tattoo for it too. Um, another guy that was yeah, too soon. Right. Man, another was too like, soon. That was an overdose, right? Yeah, it was an overdose. Yeah. You yeah, ever like yeah. Sizzle of a Down? Anybody? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Sizzle of a Down. Like young, I, I yeah. fucking love that was one my of the first, first heavy like, band. I like. Rock bands and like a CD that I knew I was definitely not allowed to buy that I would. <laughs> <laughs> I remember singing the lyrics. I had this thing uh, in my head, of, and then the uh, like uh, it was like the song Needles or something. I'm sitting in my room with a needle in my head, and the dad and my friend status like, do you know what you're yeah, you singing? Can't. And I just remember being like, not really. <laughs> See, that song for you guys was my um, generation's uh, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Uh, I want to fuck you. Like, and, and, like, my mom walked in like, what the fuck are you listening to, Derek? Like, I don't even know, Ma. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, what did I say? Can you explain it to me? 
Dude, that's another dope band, man. They had a lot of fucking influence. I mean, you know, with the even Johnny Cash and all hella people, man. They were a very interesting band. Yeah, I mean, I was never a big Nine Inch Nails fan. I was a Trent Reznor fan because I thought he was a great composer and he has exactly. a he's he a, a he's a great musical mind. But as far as the sound and stuff that Nine Inch Nails put out. I mean, while great musically, just wasn't my thing at all. It's just strange. Yeah, it's a little strange and shit. Yeah, yeah I was never a big fan of the industrial sound. I mean, there was yeah. a few bands that had that industrial sound, like Static X had a little yeah. bit of an industrial sound. Yeah. That I loved. Yeah. Wayne Static was another one gone too soon. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. he was huh. with all the piercings. Um, Isn't that him? No, no, no. Static X was another one, but I'm trying to think of this. Power Man 5? No, it's another type. Of Unfortunately, album. Power Man Five Thousand is still around. Another song from Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Scream Three got me into a lot of that shit. Uh, a lot of that fucking uh, variety of shit. Yeah. Un unfortunately, uh, Spider and Power Man Five Thousand are still around. Spider, Spider, System of a Down is a fucking dope song. We have a song Spider too that has nothing to do with it, but shout out yeah. Spider System of a Down. <laughs> That's a great song. It's pretty dope too, though. It, it is pretty dope, though. So search back the fuck up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's, man, I can sit here and talk music with you guys all day long. This is fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, and that's another thing, you know. I told you I was going to talk to you guys about here, but like where I'm at in Virginia, man, it's it, it is. There is so much good local indie talent around here. Sure. I mean, it's crazy, um, yeah. especially with our brewery scene that we have here. I mean, our there's breweries here and where I'm at are like fucking 7-Elevens. There's one on every corner, um, yeah. and they're all big enough to have an acoustic set come in or, you know, just whatever the case might be. There's always mute with now, obviously not right now, but, you know, prior to COVID, yeah, there, you cannot go into a brewery without seeing some type of live set going on. It was so much good music, so much just fantastic stuff. And we have so many great venues around here. Like um, our big one in my area is the, um, we have something called Jiffy Lube Live, which is similar to uh, the Hollywood Bowl. Um, it's kind of the same setup. And then we have um, the Baltimore Soundstage, which is a great indie you know band location. And then we got a couple in Silver Springs, Maryland. And then obviously we have the, the Mecca, which is um, – you know, the one that's owned by Dave Grohl in DC. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that Dave Grohl's from Virginia and shit. Yeah. yeah. He's a, one of the members. Uh, the drummer before that was from Santa Rosa or was born in Santa Rosa. What's his name? Uh, Chad Channing. But yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl's from fucking Virginia. And yep. dude, he helped me when my dad died. Like I watched, I listened to the Foo Fighters cause I needed something kind of like innocent, but like still kind of like, yeah. <laughs> cool like nirvana was that's a good way of putting it, i hate to say it, nirvana was in alice in chains all the grunge it was too depressing when my dad died it was like it, like i couldn't be that sad and listen to sad shit at the same time so foo fighters was a great like it really fucking helped me uh, to kind of like um cope with the grieving of my dad in a weird way so oh i, I, I can definitely understand that i mean dave roll I mean, Dave Grohl is a fucking music god. I mean, there's no two ways around it. I mean, what he went through with obviously the you know the passing of Kurt to you know writing that first album of Foo Fighters by himself and then yeah. literally recording every single part by himself 
and then bringing on members of the band after he had already released a fucking album um, yeah. was insane to me. And then what he's yeah. done since then, I mean... He's like a great like person. He like you always see footage of him pulling people on stage. He's like always trying to bring up young musicians and, and really yeah. And he gives away like, his guitar every fucking time too. He yeah. keeps it real too, and I'll say some shit like you know like he won't always just be like, you know, so many fucking people are so fake, dude. You know what I mean? Like they're just like doing what their management wants and shit and all that. So like, and doing all he that type of stuff. Like and this. I just feel like he kind of keeps it real. There's some bands that that keep it just pretty legit and just kind of like they they are who they are they're not fake and yeah. like i think a lot of times he's just a funny dude drinking on the stage falls over knocks the fucking beer on his yeah. hand he's just a funny motherfucker man he's a cool dude cool dude yeah he is yeah. i mean but god i mean there's just so many good and, and that's why whenever i hear anyone ever say rock is dead <laughs> yeah I, I laugh at him you know, I've had this conversation a bunch of different times over the last couple of weeks, um, and I always play devil's advocate. Um, but you know, this kind of this conversation, I feel the need to play. You know, talk it up again. You know, whenever I talk to somebody, I always play the devil's advocate. Like, well, what about this guy? Or you know, these people are you know they're not doing this or whatever the case might be. But yeah. you know, this conversation needs to be you know you know outspoken with the fact that rock is not dead. I mean, yeah. not at all. I mean, not looking in the right place. That's what it is. Exactly. Right. I can go even further and say, like, rock will never be dead because suburban kids on drugs or suburban <laughs> suicidal kids will not only not, unfortunately, probably not go away, but probably increase. So <laughs> we need to I capitalize on that. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I genuinely don't ever see rock going away ever. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Uh, absolutely not vivid or do some changes or some shit but yeah exactly all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break um so just kind of bear with me for a moment i'm gonna run three commercials and we'll be right back all right what's uh, up tonight's episode is brought to you by <coughs> good job better help better help is an app that allows you to 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year connect with your therapist to make sure that you're getting the best help possible BetterHelp is different in the fact that you don't have to go to your Cigna or Blue Cross Blue Shield website, look through thousands and thousands of therapists in your area that may or may not be accepting new patients, and then have to wait weeks upon weeks to get into that waiting room, and then wait an hour or two to get to see that person in that waiting room, only to find out that you don't connect on that personal level, and they're not what you need. BetterHelp avoids all that. They connect you with a therapist, and then you can choose right away whether or not you like them and decide whether or not you want to get a different one. BetterHelp is different because of that. And when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod, you get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is the best therapy app out there today. There's nothing better. And I'm so grateful to be have connected with them because I use them. And says someone who speaks from a mental health perspective who has bipolar, it helps me every day. And I hope that they can help you as well. As a matter of fact, I know they can. So again, do yourself a favor. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod for 10% off your first month. BetterHelp. You can't go wrong. 
Hey guys, have you ever wondered how you can help support the channel and look cool at the same time? Do yourself a favor, go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop and get yourself some of the coolest apparel out there. Whether you just want one of our basic logos in a t-shirt or hoodie form, or whether or not you want to get one of our great graphic tees that are just funny as hell. And also just released is our brand new line of mental health shirts, which help raise awareness and 25% also go to charity. So please do yourself a favor. Again, go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop for the best apparel out there. Thank you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode is also brought to you by manscaped.com. Where right now you guys can go to that website and get some of the best manscaping products on the market today. Including... This right here, the Lawnmower 3.0. What's this, you ask? Not only is it the best manscaping device for your chest, your balls, your shaft, everything, your taint, but it's also completely waterproof, and with skin-safe technology, it prevents nicks, cuts, and all the other stuff in between. And when you go to manscaped.com, right now you can get this awesome product inside the Perfect Package 3.0 which includes these lovely little cleanup pads which you can stand on in the bathroom and not have to worry about getting your pubes everywhere. It also includes ball toner, which they call a crop reviver, which helps prevent chafing and ingrown hairs. But then also a ball deodorant. That's right, ball deodorant. Help keep those man bits fucking smelling fresh all day long. And also, not pictured here, because I'm fucking wearing them, is a nice nylon breathable pair of boxers that are so freaking comfortable. That entire package, again, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0, is only $99.99. And when you use promo code SUCKITPODCAST at checkout, you get 20% off and free shipping. But then that's not only it. They also have another package called the Performance Package, which includes the Weed Whacker, which is a freaking nose and ear hair trimmer. And that's $119.99. Again, 20% off of that. That's a great deal. Perfect for the holidays. Christmas is right around the corner. Get yourself this amazing package to keep your package looking fantastic. Again, that's manscaped.com, promo code SUCKITPODCAST for 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. Trust me when I say, your balls will thank you. All right, we're back. Hey. All right. Sorry about that. I had to pay bills. It's all good, man. We went <laughs> really quick and just got tugged off real quick. And it's, <laughs> I'm just joking, sorry. No, hey, if you can pull it off in three minutes, more power to you. Um, I'm going to miss, bro. And just... <laughs> So, you know, um, back to the conversation we were just talking about, you know, as far as, you know, rock being dead, you know, um, you know, here in the States, you know, granted, you know, it's not as big as it is, you know, across the pond over in, you know, Europe and shit like that, you know, where, you know, rock is king, you know, yeah, it is, you know, I mean, rap and pop, you know, I mean, pop is just as big as rock over there, but. You know, rap is nowhere near what it is over there. You know, R&B obviously is an American thing, but still, you know, you know, rock is king 
you know, across the pond. And, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that one day we can get to the point where, you know, our festivals are as big as Download Fest or Rock Am Ring or Glastonbury and stuff like that. You know, those huge ass festivals that I hope that someday can be as big here. I mean, yeah, Coachella is a huge festival, but it doesn't get nearly the amount of people that, you know, Download gets or, yeah. you know. You know, aftershock, same thing. Outside lands is kind of is all right, and they got uh, Napa. What's the, a bottle rock is kind of yeah. chill, but uh, we're working on a fucking Bay Area scene, man. I'm seeing a lot of emerging artists in the Bay Area and like resurgence, kind of like a '90s '60s fucking fusion thing, and it's been pretty sick, man. Uh, but yeah, the um, it's like uh, again, I really, I really think you know, like things things change and i think hip-hop got really popular because you know there's like the sex the drugs the vile you know all that type of shit it's just part of like human nature and you know that's in rock too you know and it's just like I, again like there's a lot of um just there's a lot of people out there that are really expressive people and the second that they get out or they get a deal or a break, yeah, I've had some friends get famous as kid 24, Carrot Golden, this kid, uh, Frank Lopes, Hobo Johnson. He was a, a, in Sacramento. He kind of merged this thing of like spoken word over it's like rap, but it's not rap. So I'm just seeing, I'm seeing like a change. I'm seeing a change and, uh, yeah, new music, new yeah. genres actually. I'm seeing created. new genres arise. Genres. I'm seeing people fuse rap and rock and then like up to four genres now in alternative rock. And, um, I'm just seeing a change. Oh yeah. I mean, hundred percent. Cause I'm also hearing, you know, I'm watching these interviews and reading some of these interviews with, uh, some of these big rappers who are big metalheads. You know, yeah. obviously Post Malone. We're not going to talk about Post Malone because that's an obvious one. But like, yeah, I mean, but like, you know, obviously Ice T as well with a body count. Um, but like, there, I mean, there's so many that are just huge uh, metal guys. And it's like, why aren't you coming over to this genre then? Oh, because they know that the money's in rap. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's what it is, man. It's where the money's at. Like, a lot of For artists now, are like, I just want to be an artist and I will, I'll make it in whatever, you know what I mean? As long as, so they'll just pick those trendier sort of popier genres or rap, pop of genres because you can make money and a lot, there's a lot of it. You know what I mean? It's sellable to people in the music industry. So it's just a harder sell with rock because there's so much. And like, we're talking about so many sub genres, like rap is only (laughs) just starting in the past, like 10, 15 years to get a sub genre. You know, correct. Is, yeah. Well, so, not really. Well, it's I mean, because like, I mean, it's kind of started with. Often, like, you know, three years, but it was just like rap. It be, be, became it became a trend to be like that. Alternative rock per se is like probably around hip hop. Like, if you think about it, like, because hip hop, they even had some shit in the seventies and shit. Like, um, I don't know. Hip hop is kind of rap it, is just. I feel like one of the. Newer and you know, quote unquote, in the genres, in the big picture of things, right? Like you've had it in the '90s and a little bit in the '80s, but like that's 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 the start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it because it started with you know, like the Sugar Hill Gang, um, with uh, that that you know, the hip hip hippity hop, yeah, without that song right there. And in New York, there were those poetry circles and shit. Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, and then Public Enemy, but even Public Enemy in the '80s um, did a crossover song with Anthrax. You know, they were the they were the first ones to fuse metal and rap together. So I mean, it's it's always been around and it's always been doing stuff. And you know, I, I just think it, I, you know, it just doesn't get the recognition it deserves anymore. Because again, like you were saying before, you know, it was all about you know chicks and drugs and alcohol. And that's why fucking the hair metal was so popular in the 80s. And then, you know, kind of rap kind of took that over, unfortunately, because, you know, all these fucking guys with little in front of their name and then use a drug name. And, <laughs> well, you know, first grunge, though, fucking just kind of wiped the palate, you know, like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and fucking uh, Alice in Chains and Nirvana and uh, what was it called? Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone. And, yeah, Mother Love Bone. Yeah. Is that right? A lot of those 90s bands kind of wiped the fucking hair metal. And then, yeah, the little, exactly how you're saying, like Little Xan and all those people, um, they came. And I, dude, I'm not even hating like something. Like, I think anybody who's like a character and shit, like, I, I respect the hustle and shit. I just personally think that there's a inner thing in people that, and it's like, I believe in authenticity and with like, to some degree, it's going to be hard for them to keep authenticity. They're going to have to do a lot of shit and it's going to kind of rub off as fake or kind of like pop music, how like it comes up and it's really dope and it's fucking everywhere. Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys, all that shit. It was really fat. And then it's fucking like, gone. what the fuck? Like, what do you, why do you have fucking pink hair and like shit's written all over your face or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> it's one of those things probably, you know? Yeah. But uh, I do like Post Malone. He's talented, man. He, he's, he's a, a good guitarist. He, he's a good singer. Um, Post Malone's dope. I have no respect for Post Malone. Yeah. Oh, I've got mad respect for him too. Um, he, but that, like I said, that one's the obvious one because everyone knows that he's yeah. a metalhead. Um, yeah. <clears throat> he got a great scream. Yeah, I mean, you go and if you listen to any like interview inside of his bus, I mean, he's always got Megadeth blaring or something else behind him, you know, just rocking yeah. out. He's, dude's a badass. Yeah, he is. He is a badass, but he also respects the culture of rock and roll, which I have respect for. You know, like a lot of the people don't even know old music, but Post Malone like knows more about some rock than some rock stars do. So that I, I like that about him too. You know, and uh, yep. And, and the did, fact that he did a duet with fucking Ozzy was fantastic. Yeah, that was. I heard your podcast on that actually too, man. That was in podcast. I like that. The um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, like a lot of um, I don't know that. There's a thing with like you know everything's digital, right? Like every everything's digital, everything's really quick and shit. I would say deep down in my core, there's a thing of like we all know we can make things get really fucking digital. We can start like living in like a fucking thing with uh what are they called the uh those fucking goggles vr, VR yeah. and all that shit yeah but it's Black like hair. we're robbing ourselves of the fucking experience of innocence and life and shit of like intermingling with people and shit like that and i think rock music has something that that shit doesn't where it's like it can't be edited as much or like auto-tune sticks out more and like so I like like Foo Fighters and all that type of shit because they record on tape a lot and shit like analog and like I like the authenticity in rock and what I'm getting at is that there's going to be some show these motherfuckers forgot their auto tune or the fucking soundboard broke <laughs> and they're going to be like dude you fucking suck like forgot I left my auto tune in the truck not only <laughs> like 
talent, but you're really fucking like lacking, like lackluster. So yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's happened already. Yeah. Um, who yeah. was it? Um, shit. The Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Or the Simpson. Uh, was a big one. Uh, yeah, it was this uh, Jessica Simpson's sister. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that oh, was the yeah, essay. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, Ashley Simpson. Ashley, I yeah. Felt bad for, bro. I made fun of family guy, dude. The entertainer so in me felt bad. Like, the human in me was laughing, but the entertainer was like, <laughs> like Dave Chappelle said about Craver. He's like, that was a fucked up. The comedian in me was like, that's a fucked up set. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she goes and blames it on, you know, the band started playing the wrong song. I'm like, no, they weren't. Like, well, yeah. If, if you had talent to begin with, this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between straight up lip syncing and having a backing track just to make sure you don't fuck up. Yeah, but exactly. She was a straight up lip syncing, and you you can tell right away. I she mean, she the- she pulled a Millie Vanilli. I mean, that's what she ended up doing. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been to a show like you guys did this show where the fucking they're like barely even rapping like a rap show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. like the thing just playing the whole time. Yeah, and in the background, and, and they're just accent. Yeah, exactly. coke the fuck up like. <laughs> yeah, they just emphasize those little things. It's like, bro, well, you're going to pay for this shit? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, those come on. It's like, mixed for like, a like, yeah, MP3 just... player. Like, play it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. And then they just come on every once in a while, hit the the, the mic power button and go, hey, come on, guys, yeah. let me hear you. And then they turn it off again. <laughs> Dude, so was there also any questions that you want? I know we were, we're getting close on time. Was there any, like, questions or any... Well, here's the thing. So the whole idea behind my show is, you know, Mike is going to set you up with a bunch of fucking interviews, podcasts and shit like that. They're going to talk about that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I want my audience to know who you guys are personally. You know, what, yeah. you know who, why you guys are here. You know, what your influences are. You know, what makes you tick. And that's what we've been talking about the last hour. Yeah, we yeah. talked about bipolar and why you guys did that song and stuff like that. But you know what? We could talk that all day long about, you know, your inspiration and stuff like that. But you know what? Let Steve or Bill's podcast down the road, let them talk to you about that. Because we're not going to talk about that here. We're going to promote your shit because that's obviously why we're here. But at the same time, you know, again, with that mental health, you know, underlying, you know, thing. You know, I want people to really know who the fuck you guys are and give them a reason to listen to you. Yeah, your music might be great, but you might be a dick. So what the fuck do I want to listen to you for? (laughs) But you guys just basically said that you guys are, I mean, without even really saying it, you guys, you know, are know your fucking music. You know your shit. You have reasons behind what you're doing and you're passionate about what you do. So aside from the sound of your music and all that other stuff, just based on this hour long conversation, just about that kind of stuff. That's what's going to drive people to to listen to you guys. You know, the, of the 45,000 people that are going to list, download this fucking uh, podcast over the next week and a half, you know what? That's what's going to drive them. You know, not what... Well, you know, I'm a big inspiration from Alice in Chains. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I just love Alice in Chains so much. You know, it's like, okay, great. You know, or, you know... <laughs> you know, you could be talking about, you know, your love of well, Kurt Cobain so- and Nirvana forever, but... You know, a lot of people have an agenda, you know what I mean? And you just get caught up in the, in the staleness of that. Like you can't even riff off of other people. You're stuck. Like I think because this, you know, and For real, it's, it's no, refreshing that's, that's, to just have a real conversation. Exactly. And, you know, 
Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, I, I literally don't take any notes. You know, I will read enough about you guys, which is literally two or three sentences of the press release and the media yeah. kit. And I will read just enough and then listen to the song that just got released. And then that's where I start my conversation. Everything yeah. else I want to know from you guys is going to come out of your mouth. I didn't go to your website and read about me and all that other stuff. I didn't do listen to any other song. I wanted to just listen to one song and then kind of figure out who you guys are from there. And then I'm going to go back in and listen to more stuff, you know, because, I mean, that's the way I'm doing it is the way I want my, my listeners to do it. You know, they're going to leave the podcast going, oh, let me go listen to that song, Bipolar, which, by the way, is in the description of the video and the podcast. So they'll go and <laughs> listen to that. And then they'll be like, okay, these guys are fucking awesome. Let me listen to this other one. And then let me listen to this other one. And, and that's the whole yeah. idea of the show. So. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, it's it's conversation. It, it, it's human to human. It's not band to interviewer because I don't interview. I conversation is. I'm a conversationalist. There you go. That's, yeah. that's a better way of looking at it. It's a pressure off it too. It really yeah, does because yeah. I mean it's it, it's about humanity. It really, really is. It's it's about the humanity of it. At the end of the day, that's exactly what. It's exactly. About. So speaking of the humanity of it, um. I think you guys probably heard it in the opening monologue of my of the show. Um, I got an opportunity for you guys, and I want to you know throw it out there and see what you guys say. So uh, at the beginning of the show, um, I think you guys heard me say that on December 11th, I'm doing a charity event for Toys for Tots. Um, I've got now I've got 13 or 14 bands booked um, that are either doing like a live set or doing a pre-recorded set, and they're just sending it over to me. And I would love to offer you guys a, a spot on the show as well. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. 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 Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah thank cool. you for the opportunity, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That sounds Absolutely. awesome, and what a good cause, too. Yeah. You know, during this time where everyone has stuff, yeah. and, you know, the folks that don't, it it, it kind of, like, dents not just your ego, but it, it dents you as a person. It kind of, like, dings you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it it's all for a good cause. I mean, all the, all the money is going to go straight to – uh, Toys for Tots. Um, I'm I'm debating right now whether or not I want to just go ahead and just give all the money to them, or if I want to like you know take a bunch of people out and you know go shopping for them or whatever else the case might be. I'm I'm debating on that right now, but either way, it's going to go to Toys for Tots, 100% of it. Um, whether I do it with them and we go shopping with uh, you know Toys for Tots, or I just give them all the money. Either way, all of it's going to them. But um, it's for a good cause. It's going to be a fun fucking night. Um, we're prepared to, with based on the acts that we have right now and the comedians and everything else like that we have, we've probably got six hours worth of content. Um, yeah. and, and it's, I'm, I'm, and I'm only building it more and more and more because yeah. the more content I have, the more likely I can reach that goal of $10,000 is what I'm trying to reach. Um, yeah. you know, and hopefully we can reach more, but $10,000 is the goal. And if I reach ten thousand dollars before I run out of X, then I'm just gonna, you know, raise it to fifteen thousand. Then we're gonna raise it to twenty thousand. I don't care. Whatever it yeah. takes to get to the, you know, the end of the night. Um, I'm prepared to go. Like I said, eight hours, twelve hours. I don't give a shit. Um, because it's, it's all for the kids. I'm just. Ha I just want to have some fun. Um, yeah. You know. And uh, but on top of that, you know, it'll give you guys a lot of national exposure and all this other stuff too. I mean, because it's gonna be, you know, some of the. Uh, some of the surprise guests that I have once they're announced, it's going to draw in a lot of attention. Um, yeah. I, I'm surprised, put it this way, some of these people that I've asked to just, you know, give me a 20 or 30 second clip of just saying, hey, how you doing? Donate for Toys for Tots are actually doing it. So I'm like, oh, shit. 
you know, and then the comedians that I got coming on, I, uh, nothing's been announced yet as far as those types of bands. So unless I've asked them live on the air, nobody knows who's coming on. So, um, yeah. So yeah. right now it's just you, uh, you know, the only people that are 100% confirmed, you know, are the ones that are, I asked live on the air. So everybody from this week so far that it was been a band has said yes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much everybody on Earshot Media <laughs> that I've interviewed is saying yes. So you guys can just go back through all my interviews and say, oh, so they'll be on it, they'll be on it, they'll be on it. <laughs> so without announcing anything, just go back and listen to the last month of shows and all the bands have pretty much said yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so when are, yeah, so what do you need? I mean, I guess we could talk offline. We'll talk about about no, we can talk about it here. I mean, we got, I got, I got nothing but time if you got it, but um, no, you guys can just um, set up an acoustic set or a, a full, a, fur, a full set. And um, you guys can either come on, we can do it live. I can give you a, a, a hard time or you guys can pre-record it to make sure it sounds crisp and clean and everything else like that. And just send it over to me, um, and then I'll just play it that night, or however you guys want to do it. It's up to you. Right sure, on, man. Yeah, sounds good. I got his email and all that. Yeah, yeah that we'll here. sort that out. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys got about three, three and a half weeks, four weeks to figure it out. So, uh, I mean, it's still, you know, there's still a lot of balls in the air with it. So we got plenty of time to figure it all out, and, you know, but I, I you know, I really dig your sound, and I really dig your cause, and, um same to you, man. Yeah, you. I really wanted you guys to be a part of this. I mean, I heard that song today. I'm like, yeah, I'm asking them too. Um, <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about again, it's all about the kids. Yep. And uh, this year has just been shitty for a lot of different people, and you know, mental health wise, I'm sure it's going to help a lot of parents mentally knowing that their kids are taken care of for Christmas. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of a dual thing, you know, take care of the parents and take care of the kids at the same time. Yeah, it's peace of mind, you know. Exactly. Um, you guys are fucking amazing. Um, I have had such a fucking blast talking to you guys. I mean, this is, again, this is why I do this show. I mean, we talked mental health, we talked music, we talked this, we talked that. You know, we, we had a lot of fun, and this is the whole idea behind this show. Nothing else matters as far as that goes, you know? Awesome, Dude, good on you. It's yeah, been great, you, and you know, it felt like a genuine connection. You know, it's yeah. hard to get those in, in the industry, and so we appreciate you taking the time. Hey, yeah. it's thank my you. pleasure. You know, I've done now, um, you know, more than you know. I've, this is the 122nd official episode, but you know, including my old show before it transitioned, and you know, I used to do a music show on Saturdays. I mean, it's been 200 episodes roughly of me doing this, and. Uh, it just gets better and better every day because of people like you. So thank you. Hey, we feel the same way to you, man. We feel the same way to you, man. And uh, thank you uh, too for talking amongst, uh, I guess, a group about uh, mental health stuff. Cause I think that that's like the best way to kind of like put it on the table and stuff like that, you know, because uh, appearances and all that type of stuff, you know, they can like, uh, it's, it's really good, man. And I, I just appreciate that a lot from you. Thanks, man. Absolutely. And then aside from the, uh, the concert, you know, the virtual concert. I hope that we get to go, you guys get to go back on the road in the next coming year. And I would yeah. love for you guys to head out this way. And I would love to fucking, you know. Yeah, shout out Virginia, man. Yeah. We'll yeah. give you a shout when we're out there. Let us know what the venue is that we should hit up. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I have my way, I'll be booking for a venue here soon. So we'll see what that is. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, but again, guys, thank you so much. Um, you guys are amazing, and I wish you all the best. Um, just hit me up on uh, Facebook or Instagram, and we'll talk more about the show, okay? Okay, oh, right on. Thank, thank you, brother. Right thank on. you so thank much. You, Have a great night, man. Hey, you too now. Have a good one, guys. Thank All right, guys, and that's the show. Fucking A. Another band booked for this amazing concert, and another group of guys that are just fucking badass and raising awareness for the same things that I raise awareness for, and that's what the show, again, is all about. Um... Awareness, advocacy, and fun, and jokes, and everything else in between. So I truly, truly appreciate you guys being here, and everything else in between. Please come back tomorrow, 8 p.m. East, 5 p.m. West, for a Friday edition of Suck It! Because, as always, we'll be having fun, and I'll lead you into your weekend the right way. But until tomorrow... Please, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay fucking heavy. See you tomorrow. Peace.